0: Would you join me in the book of Revelation chapter 15, Revelation chapter 15. I'd like to read verses 1 through 3 and then spend a few moments tonight on that verse 3. Just and true are thy ways. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And I saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire. And they that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark And over the number of his names stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Just and true are thy ways. I'd like to spend a little time tonight on that subject that's found in this Song of Moses, the Song of the Lamb. Now, there may have been generations between the birth of Moses and the birth of Jesus in the manger, but their song is identical. There is no difference. They both sing of the victory of God. Moses' song at the Red Sea sang of the victory of God, and the Lamb's song sings of the victory of God. And we see the Lord in all his victory, and his victory is due to the fact that he is just and true. He's the only one that is just and true in all his ways. Now, we aspire to that. We would delight in that, but we'll not see that Until we're in his presence, we'll not know what it is to be just and true in all our ways until then. We fight the flesh every day, but he is just and true in all his ways. Not one single circumstance could be left out without injury to the one vast plan of Jehovah. So every incident and every circumstance that has ever taken place fits perfectly into the plan of God. Just and true are thy ways. Nothing. Now, if we took out one of them, it would upset the apple cart. It would not fulfill the purpose of God. And we do not know the purpose of God in everything. We don't see how he sees things. But we do have this reminder. You're the Lord God Almighty, and just and true are your ways, and you are the King of the Saints. So we have those constant reminders. Turn with me, if you would, back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32. Deuteronomy 32 is another song of Moses, and in it he does such a marvelous job of praising God and also sharing in here the difference between man and man's religion and God. And it is in this chapter that we find their rock is not our rock. They have a rock, but it's not our rock. There's a pebble rock, and we have the the rock of Gibraltar, if you please, the steady, firm, foundation rock in God. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 1, we read these words, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew. Now Moses is sharing this, but he's sharing the words of the Lord. My words, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, as the showers upon the grass, because I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. Well, from this day forward is perfect, and from this day backward is perfect, and every day in between is perfect. Just and true are thy works and thy ways, everything that God does. And that's something that is hard for us as humans to just grab a hold of, that just and true are all your ways. Now, in this chapter, chapter 15, we have some warnings about the wrath of God. As we go through chapter 15, we see some of the wrath of God poured out. As we move through the remainder of this book, we're going to come up to the final judgment of God. As it's recorded in the book of Matthew, he'll separate the sheep from the goats. Here in the book of Revelation, everyone will stand before him, and everyone that has ever lived will stand before him, and those without Christ shall be cast into the lake of fire. He is preparing us. For that judgment, when he says, just and true are all my ways. Don't doubt me in this. Don't ascribe that I'm doing wrong in this. Don't ever say that God is unjust in anything that he does. When he came upon the wicked kings in the Old Testament, we stand beside and say, hey, that's great. When he overcome Jericho, hallelujah. When he finally came... When the AI was finally overcome, hallelujah, victory is ours. And the rest of the cleanup of the Canaan land, hallelujah. How many people met the judgment of God and we say hallelujah? Well, in the final analysis, when it's all said and done, God will judge this world. And he will judge the quick and the dead. And he will judge the quick, the living in Jesus Christ. And he will judge the dead alone. And my ways are right, he says. Just and true are my ways. He is preparing us. Now he's preparing us for all the things that he's done in the past. When we read them, as we go through the word of God, let us say, just and true are all your ways. I don't understand it. But when we come to his judgment, just and true are all your ways. Right there in verse 4 of Deuteronomy 32, he is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. So he sets the stage for the rest of the chapter, but that is also the stage for the rest of the book, the Bible. Just and true are all his ways. Everything that he does. We pull out one event that we didn't particularly care for, And we have done an injustice to God's divine purpose of grace for all time. So just and true was that way also. Whatever he did is just and true. When the pending judgment, when we see it, Brother Dwayne and I were talking today, we may see that in America. We may see things worse off than they are. We may see judgment against things that we hold dear It's happened in the past. It's happened in other countries. Oh, God, give me the grace to say, just and true are your ways. I like my lifestyle. I like being able to live where I want to live. I like going where I want to go. I like being able to get on an airplane and fly where I want to be. I enjoy that. But it may not always be that in my lifetime. But just and true are your ways. All of them. And if one is left out, it will do an injustice to God's purpose of grace. So he's not going to leave one out. They'll all come to pass, and just and true are all your ways. And as we find, and as we mentioned, when we find the pending judgment, let's keep in mind, when reading the remainder of this book, And it's kind of like Isaiah. I really enjoyed, I visited with Brother Wayne you Yesterday on the phone, and he was talking about Isaiah, and we go through there, Woe is you, woe is you, woe is you, woe is you in chapter 6, woe is me. See the Lord, then we say, woe is me. I'm undone. That's what the Lord does for us. We are undone when we see the perfect one, the Lord Jesus. Just and true are thy ways. When reading the remainder of this book, we got to keep in mind, and we dare not argue, we will not argue with God about his will and his doings. That's one thing the church will not do. It will not argue with God on this. Just and true are thy ways. We dare not, we cannot, we will not argue with God on what he does. Now, we may be bewildered, but we'll not argue with God. If we argue with God, we're arguing with the Lord God Almighty. We're arguing with the one who has set things in motion and will not stop until all things are completed, and one that worketh all things after the counsel of his will. And we're thankful for it, for we know what happened when man got to perform his will. The fall took place, and we see the results of that to today. And God alone is able to overcome and to counteract man when he got to perform his will. And that's what redemption is. We will not argue with God about his justice. His justice has been meted out over time. Circumstances. Just reading about. I wonder what Ananias and Zephyrus daughters and sons said. Mom and dad went to church and they came home dead. Justice was served. And a whole bunch of people stood there in awe. We don't understand this, but just and true are his ways. We just find this continuously through the scripture. When Herod was eaten by worms, I stand back and say, hallelujah. That guy didn't deserve to live anyway. But when the apostles are slain by the sword, we stand back and say, oh my. Or Stephen stoned to death. We say, oh my goodness. And they they lamented with great lamentation. And yet the word of God says, just and true are all my ways. And the church will not argue with God on these issues. We will not argue with God about his justice. And we'll not argue with God about his truth. And we'll not argue with God about his ways. For just and true are all his ways. I wished I could understand completely what it means to be just and true. We are so, I am so captivated about what is not just and what is not true. I deal with that every day. It is me that is unjust and me that is untrue. But it is God that is perfectly just and it is God that is perfectly true in all things. And to understand what those words perfectly mean is to understand God. And we'll not do that in this life. And I wonder. It'll take eternity for us to completely understand those in the life to come. Just and true are all your ways. Justice and truth with no infringement, no thought of evil. God did not, and that's one thing the scriptures are plain. God cannot lie. Just and true are all his ways he cannot lie it is not in his capabilities to lie it, he doesn't he doesn't well should i tell the truth on this one when a lie will do better <laughs> just and true are all his ways now i was thinking about this he was just in creating satan and he was true and i just don't understand it just and true are all your ways In God's infinite wisdom, and for the glory of the church, and for the glory of God, he created the great adversary. The Lord Jesus Christ dealt with him through time. He dealt with him in his own life, 40 days and 40 nights was he tempted of the devil. And he did not succumb, where Adam did in 30 seconds. Jesus Christ did not in 40 days, and never did, And was able to deal with him scripture instead of verbiage. And just and true are his ways. He was just in permitting the fall. We just, I can't imagine what it would be like without the fall. Oh, a perpetual garden of Eden. Just taking care of some fruit trees. (laughs) All of us would be vegetarians. And the lions and the wolves and all the critters we'd walk up to and pet. They were Adam's pets, he named them. The dinosaurs down to the smallest critter and the mosquitoes ate grass. (laughs) They weren't bloodsuckers then. Or he created them afterwards, I'm not sure. But there there was just none of that. And yet, God ordained and permitted the fall, and just and true are all his ways. The glory of God will be so prominent because of redemption, because of the exercise of his grace, because he has been gracious to sinners. They will be trophies of his grace and praise him for his grace for time and for eternity. And just and true will be his ways, Always. He was just in choosing Abraham. He was, uh, he was just like the Muslims over there. He wrapped a towel around his head and lived in a tent. And we'd have all kinds of unkind words to say about him if he lived today. He would be a Bedouin. He was a Bedouin. He worshipped no, not What? He worshipped odd things, the stars of heaven and all sorts of things. He was was out of sorts. We just not have any time for him. Just like we have no time for the Muslim religion. We have no time for Abraham. And yet God was just in calling him out of Ur, out of Babylon, out of the Tigris-Euphrates River Valley, where our boys and girls are over there trying to hold things together right now. Just and true were all his ways in calling that, that camel jockey out of there. And he was just and true in calling Israel. They're the least of all tribes, and given the opportunity, they voted against God on every hand. They murmured. What's that? They voted against God. Gave him water from the rock. They voted against him in thirty seconds. Gave them food from heaven, manna, and they wish they were back under the taskmasters eating their leeks and their melons. They voted against God. God said they voted against me ten times as they wandered through the Old Testament. There in a short time, they rebelled against me. They voted against me ten times. We will not have this one rule over us. They voted against his prophets, they voted against his preachers, they voted against his kings. They voted and voted against God, and yet God was just in calling them. Just and true are his ways in choosing Israel, and through the tribe of Judah, he was just in calling his son. He's, he's just in choosing the church. Oh my, look at the look at the trophies. Trophies of grace. They're all like Saul of Tarsus. We don't read that much about some of them, but he just exemplifies what every one uh, that makes up the church was really like and is really like, and it will continue to be. That's the kind of people God saves. And he's just and true in hating Esau. We dare not argue with God. Just and true are all his ways. Every way. I don't know the... I know just a little bit about the feelings my mother and dad felt when they lost my brother by drowning. But just and true are all his ways. And my grandfather died of a stroke. But just and true are all his ways. And our daughter in a serious wreck. Just and true are all his ways. Nothing, nothing is exempted from that statement that John was caused to write here about the Lord God Almighty. Just and true are all his ways. And when all the dead in, in this world and dead in sin stand before him and he pronounces eternal judgment upon them. Uh, I was sent a, an article And it happened to be about hell. And I I don't do a lot of reading about hell. But this was the hell of hell. And I read it. And I said, you know, he's right. You know what the hell of hell is? Eternity. Eternal judgment. Now, people that commit crimes, they like to hear this. 20 years was the possibility of parole in 10. There's always a little hope. Now, they don't like to hear no possibility of parole. But when it comes to this judgment, there will not be mercy of any kind. The worst part is the eternality of it. There will be No parole. The world provides parole. They call it purgatory. You get enough and then you're set free. It's not in the book. That's the eternal. And yet, just and true are all his ways. Turn with me, if you would, uh, here in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 16. Revelation chapter 16. We will not and we cannot argue with God about his way. Just and true are his way. His way is justice. His way is truth. There is no getting around it. And we will not argue with God. We will not argue with his word. We will not argue with his truth. In Revelation chapter 16, verses 5, 6, and 7, and I heard the angel of Of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shalt be, because Thou hast judged us. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and Thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are Thy judgments. And when God judges, true and righteous is His judgment. He does not judge outside of those boundaries. He judges righteous judgment, and he deals with the truth only. And he is able to know the hearts of those he judges. That's one thing a judge can't tell, but he knows the hearts. In the book of Revelation chapter 19, verse 2, chapter 19 and verse 2, the word says, For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication. And hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. I wonder how many of our family will be judged in this judgment. Religion. God has been merciful to take us out of religion and to show us Christ. But this judgment will judge those who are near kin to us, who are friends of ours. And yet God said, my judgment is true. It's unalterable. It changes not. Just as secure as the church is, is his word concerning judgment. And just and true are his ways. God's people will only praise him for his justice and his truth. Now, We go back to the cross, and we thank God that it's already been meted out. Justice and truth was meted out at the cross. Jesus Christ, the righteous judge, has already tasted death for every one of his children. He has tasted the second death for every one of his children. What God purposes here in the book of Revelation with regard to death and hell, giving up and been cast into the lake of fire our savior has already been there he has already suffered eternal death on the behalf of his people in a short time it was compressed for him being God he could do that he did not need to suffer for eternity it was compressed I don't know how they can put 300 messages on a little disc like this all I know is they compress it And in some way, in God's eternal everlasting purpose, he compressed eternity on his son in the space of three hours. And he let it all go. And the son said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? For that space of three hours, all the compressed justice of God was meted out that all that are without Christ will pay for for eternity. Eternity. That's the hell of hell. Turn with me back to the Psalms. I was uh, looking at this tonight and this afternoon, and I thought, you know, I ought to highlight every verse in the Psalm that we use in reference to other books. And I imagine by the end of our studies, we'd have the Psalms almost all yellow. It's just, we just go there so often. I've just noticed it so much since we've been looking at the Psalms. But Look with me in Psalm 105. Psalm 105. Psalm 105. Excuse me. Psalm 100, verse 5. Psalm 100, verse 5. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Not one generation has not known his truth. All generations have. And out of every generation he has called a people for himself. And out of every generation he has let some go. But just and true are all his ways. He has been right in what he has done. He is the Lord God Almighty, and he can make the hard calls. He is not impressed by anything that we're impressed by. We are we just sometimes we just want somebody else to make the decision. But God is not withheld from making the hard calls. He will do what is just and right. Every time. And it was right to send his son to the cross. And it was right to pour out his righteous indignation and justice upon him. And in that, he can spare his children from eternal death. But it just is right for him to pour out his righteous indignation on all those without Christ. And as we finish this book, as we go through the remainder of these chapters... We're going to be faced more and more with God's judgment upon this world and upon people and the final judgment. And let's keep in mind these passages. This is the song of Moses and the Lamb. And marvelous, marvelous are thy works. Thou, Lord God Almighty, just and right are thy ways, King of Saints. Turn with me just a little further. Psalm 145. Psalm 145 and verse 17. Again, we read how right God is. How righteous he is. How holy he is. And how his word stands the test. Nothing will overcome his word. Nothing can stop his way, his purpose. We may want to take out an event, but God will not. It is is there just like every i don't know about you but i tore apart my grandfather's pocket watch one time there's a lot of little parts in there and i had them all out well guess what they never got put back together but every one of them was important it made the pocket watch run and every event is in the purpose of god important it looks seemingly unimportant to us. But to God's way of doing his will, it is absolutely essential and it will not be removed, even though it strikes close. It will not be changed. We never pray to change God's will. We pray, oh God, make us conform, make us conform to your will. Make us happy with your will. Make us pleased with your will. Make us to sit down with you at your will. Make us Don't make us understand it, because we won't. But make us to be pleased with your will. Settled with your will. And not argue with it. But to be at rest. You work all things after the counsel of your own will. Psalm 145 and verse 17 It says, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. He just, he is at oneness. That word holy is oneness. He has his own counsel and he will perform it. He is at oneness with himself. Holy, holy. There's no God like this God. There's no God like the God, the Lord God Almighty. And his ways reflect His Lord God almightiness, his ways reflect just and true are all my ways. We're dust in the balance at times, but just and true are all his ways. He has his way among all the fishes of the sea. I can't help but think of that time that little fish came up there with a gold coin in his mouth. Or a great fish was provided for Jonah. Or a donkey was provided for Balaam. I wonder how many donkeys he had to choose from. And that one God used to speak to him. But just and true are all your ways. He come out with a crippled foot. That donkey laid down on him. Spoke to him. And all he wanted to do was curse Israel. And could not. Just and true are all your ways. That list of Paul... The number of times he was beaten, the number of times he was shipwrecked. (laughs) But just and true are all your ways. And he said, This is just a slight thing, just a small thing to endure for the glory of God. Just a small thing. All right? It says, uh, Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Hosea. Hosea, chapter 14. As we look at this just. And true are thy ways. Redemption is just the only way. It's God's way. And just and true is his way. There's only redemption in one. And it's no wonder the Lord Jesus said it's a narrow way. Most people want to overlook it, argue with it, find fault with it. Everything else. We have every emotion of natural man is against God's purpose of grace. I hate it. I despise it. I don't believe it. It's a lie. Yet God said, just and true are my ways. And the only way that we'll ever recognize that is when he gives us the new birth. And we see it just a bit as he has always seen it. And we'll not argue with it. Hosea. Hosea chapter 14. Verse 9. Who is wise? Hosea chapter 14, verse 9. Who is wise? And he shall understand these things. Prudent, and he shall know them. I'm sorry, I'm reading this incorrectly. I'm making a statement out of it, not a question. Who is the wise, and he shall understand these things? Prudent, and he shall know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. Right. And just shall walk in them. But the transgressors shall fall therein. And the just shall walk in them. Now I don't know how God's people do that. But God's people walk therein. I'm thankful for God providing that. Thankful for God providing us a way to walk therein. We don't know how to pray as we ought, but he supplies that. We don't know how to walk, but he takes care of it. We don't know how to admire him like we should, but the Holy Spirit takes care of that for us. And just and true are his ways. Finally, Jeremiah. Would you turn with Jeremiah chapter 23? Jeremiah chapter 23. the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb is great and marvelous are thy works Lord God Almighty just and true are thy ways thou king of saints notice here in Jeremiah 23 and verse 26 excuse me verse 6 Jeremiah 23 and verse 6 in his days Judah shall be saved and we say hallelujah That's the church. In his days, Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell in safety. And this is the name whereby he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. He is right in all his ways. He is just in all his ways. He is true in all his ways. His ways are past finding out, but he's still just and true in all his ways. And so as we move through the book and we come to those tremendously hard statements of justice and judgment, judgment against our friends, judgment against our neighbors, judgment against our family, judgment against our loved ones, we will say, Just and true are thy ways, O King of Saints. You did what you had to do.